programming on the Inherent Dream Podcast Network is made possible by Realtor Elizabeth Merwin-Smith. Over 35 years of experience in all aspects of real estate. For more information, call Beth at 763-286-3729. Fox Point Publishing. Find your new favorite book with Fox Point Publishing. Find more information at foxpointpublishing.com. That's Fox, P-O-I-N-T-E, publishing.com. Roll Air Plumbing and Heating a locally owned family business in Zimmerman. For service, call 763-250-1595 or visit online at rollairrepair.com. Zimmerman Floral and Gifts, your hometown florist with a lovely variety of fresh flowers and creative gift ideas. Stop in at the shop or shop online at zimmermanfloral.com. In Good Hands Massage, treat yourself to a massage. Book your appointment or get your gift cards at facebook.com backslash massage by Lindsay. Jensen Sales Plus. Looking to buy or sell online? Look no further than JSP. Get started at jensensalesplus.com. Jenna Jensen. Let Jenna be your paper pie brand partner. Get started with your order with the link through our website, inherentdream.com backslash sponsors. The Deep Valley Book Festival, Saturday, October 7th at the Country Inn and Suites in Mankato. For more information, visit deepvalleybookfestival.com. Metawana Visionary, a psychic located in central Minnesota. More information is available on Facebook. Just search for Dark Art and Pony Rides. Ashley Taylor Salon and Spa, a full-service salon and spa for women and men in Zimmerman. Book your appointment today at 763-856-7721 or book online at ashleytaylorsalon.com. Pruitt's Paradise, an Airbnb rental located in Lanesboro, Minnesota. Take it easy at this unique and tranquil getaway. Book online at airbnb.com. Just search for Pruitt's Paradise and listeners like you. This is the Inherit Dream Podcast Network. Welcome to the Trevor J. Brown Show. The Trevor J. Brown Show is meant for an adult audience. The Trevor J. Brown Show may contain explicit language and topics. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Trevor J. Brown Show. Be a part of the show and email us at inherentdream at yahoo.com. Visit our website at inherentdream.com. And now, your host, Trevor J. Brown. Oh, yeah! Welcome into another edition of the Trevor J. Brown Show on the Inherent Dream Podcast Network. We have a stellar show lined up for you this week, including. Mr. TNT, Mark Stone is here for weekly football picks. We'll recap Divisional Weekend with Stone and get you set up for all the juicy matchups this weekend. You get the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles from the link. And then at Arrowhead, Kansas City hosting Cincinnati. Yes, sign me up. The biggest question I have is what food will be consumed by me on Sunday and way too much of. Now, I lost 41 pounds last year. Yes, I'm patting myself on the back a little bit. I'm very pleased by that, but I still have a long way to go. I've been trying to be very good during the week, and then on the weekends, hey, you can indulge a little bit. But on on Sunday's football, in a way, I'm almost looking forward to football season being over. Because as I've been telling my wife, I I feel as if once football season's over, I will not indulge as much. Now look, I'm still a big boy. I still enjoy a nice piece of pie every now and again, or slice a cake, or a seven-layer bar. But I think once I started doing all of this weight loss stuff, I think I figured out my kryptonite is chips. The saltiness of the chips are like chips and cheese or chips and salsa. I have to eat on on football Sundays probably 3,000 calories. And then I work all week to to get it off, that weight off. And then maybe I lose a pound during the week, which is great. But 
football season's holding me back. So I'm excited that it's championship weekend because we get good football. But I'm also looking forward to the season being over and maybe me becoming a little bit more disciplined with not stuffing my face on Sunday. So Stone is here. We also bring back a popular segment this week called Tidbits. We have a ton of different stories that sometimes we just don't get to. So we're going to unleash those upon you and comment on them this week. We also have the Moron Spotlight. But we start tonight with the flavor of the favor. It's no secret that back in November, I decided to hop in full time. I dove headfirst into Inherent Dream. Now, I've been doing Inherent Dream since 2015. It's going to be eight years coming up in September that I've done Inherent Dream. But it, for the most part, up until November, has been part-time. For a long time, it was a hobby. Me and Stone have talked about this off the air. I've talked about it with other people, too. When we started the old podcast, we were getting 30, 40, 50 of our friends to tune in and listen to the podcast. Listen to us talk about sports and politics and all of these other things. And from those 30, 40, 50 people, through the last eight years, we have grown to now way more than that listening. Between this program and bonus content Saturdays and our new offering, 763 The Local, having thousands of people check out single episodes and thousands of people checking out our content throughout the year and going to our website. And what's crazy, just looking at the numbers for January, we have almost reached the total number of hits on our website that we did almost all of last year. That's how much we're growing so far in 2023. It's, it's absolutely incredible. We've had tremendous support from people and I just want to say thank you thank you for visiting inherentdream.com thank you for checking out the podcast thanks thank you for checking out our digital art and photography exhibits online thanks for streaming our music thanks for your emails the favor that God has shown to me my whole life but since starting this company full-time has been a true blessing. I am somebody that firmly believes that God will provide you what you need when you need it. And I'm still learning how to, in a way, juggle that because I have the type of personality and this is something that I'm working on and I've been working on it my whole life. Patience. And I want everything now and I want it done a certain way. And I'm that type of person when I was a kid in school and you got a homework assignment from your teacher, I went home and I did it right away. Even if they gave you a week to do it, I wanted to go home and get it done so I could just get it done. I wanted it done and out of the way. But life doesn't work that way. Life, life. People don't do it necessarily on purpose to you. And, and sometimes there's no hidden motive. Sometimes there's just other things that are in front of you. People have different clients that they have to take care of first. People have other things going on in their lives. And it, and it doesn't mean that you have to get upset by that, but you have to have some level of patience. So... The amount of favor has just been been incredible so far. And as, as you can hear in the background, Shoshana, our producer, agrees as well. Here's the thing that's funny about Shoshana. We have two cats. Macy, who's the mother, and Shoshana. Shoshana, for about two, two times a day, gets into a hyper mode. Where she'll run around the studio here for like 15-20 minutes. She usually does it whenever I'm recording the podcast. And then the rest of the day, she's either sitting on her chair 
or sleeping in her chair. She's like an old man. <laughs> that's that's what she does. But whenever I seem to fire up the microphone and be recording, she seems to to want to uh, play a part in it, as uh, she did last week as well. So it was scary going all in and starting a business because I'm the also the type of person where it's like, hey, I have a ton of questions. These are stupid questions. And then you have people say, they're not stupid questions. There's no stupid questions, blah, blah, blah. The favor from God has been been incredible. The support from some people has been incredible. But I talk about this this week because as great as those things are, in a way, what is almost, well, what is as good, if not better, is the other things you see along the way. And an example of that is just how other people act. You get to see how other people act when they think no one is watching. And to see how other people handle themselves in certain situations, but also handle their business in certain situations. One of the biggest reasons why I wanted to do Inherent Dream full-time was because I have grown so tired of working for other people and not having other people tell me what to do. No, but seeing how other people ran their company and me thinking, wow, not everybody. A lot of people are good business owners. A lot of people do the right thing. But with some people, you, you're like, wow, seriously? I'll give you an example of that. Now, look, this is not with anyone in particular. Because things do come up. People get sick. People do get into car accidents. Life happens. But in the two months that I have run my company, the amount of people that say they are going to meet with you and then something magically comes up the day of, or they, you know, they have to reschedule. I had great parents growing up, and my parents taught me from a very young age, when you make plans, you got to stick with your plans. And this is something that, that even in, in life, take business out of it. There have been so many times in my life where I get invited to a party and I, this happens more as, as I get older, but you get invited to a party and it's like, oh, that'll be fun. Let's go to that. And then the day of, because you're turning into an old man, you're like, oh, I don't really want to go. It's been a long week. I'd rather just stay in and watch the office reruns. Shoshana says no. You want to be invited to the party. But then when the party comes, you don't want to go. Or you don't get invited to the party. And then you wonder why you weren't invited to the party. But you didn't really want to go anyway. So isn't it funny how your brain kind of manipulates you in both ways? You get the invite to the party. Option one, you get the invite to the party. But then when the party comes, you don't really want to go. You'd rather stay home and eat unhealthy foods and watch reruns of your favorite TV show or you don't get invited and then you wonder why you weren't invited. But deep down, really, you go back to option A if you got the invite. Why does why do our brains work that way? Maybe, maybe your brain doesn't work that way. Maybe you want to go to the party. Maybe you're the life of the party. Or maybe the invite comes and you don't even open it up and you throw it away. Maybe you're that type of person too. I don't know. But you make a plan with somebody, you stick with it. And I, I get it. I, I understand things come up. Things come up, kids get sick, cars break down, whatever. But if if that's how you run your business, that's what people see. Well, then that's a reflection on you. That's a reflection on you as a person. If that's how you operate your business. 
And that is something that I saw long before I started Inherent Dream full time. But that's a great life lesson right there. Everything you put into it is everything you are. And how you act and how you operate and how you treat people. That is is what people remember. People don't have to work with me. I go and meet with clients all the time. You don't have to work with me. I don't have to work with you. There has to be some common goal in the whole thing. You know, advertising with us has to work for you. I want it to work for you. I tell my clients all the time, I don't just want to come in here once a year, collect money from you, and then never talk to you throughout the year. No, this has to work for you. I want to bring you business. And I feel I can bring you business. Here's how I believe I can bring you business. I can't guarantee that you're going to double your profits. I can't guarantee I'm going to bring you 100 new clients. I can't guarantee I can't I can't guarantee anything. But there's this possibility that we could and here's how. What sets you apart? I heard that as well. What makes you different? And that's a question that we all should be asking ourselves. There's a million podcasts out there. What's going to separate me from everybody else? Well, for our local show, there's local content. I feel we're entertaining. I feel we have great contributors here. Something a little bit different every week. And there's more that I could go into about it. But that's the thing, too, that I would tell you. One of the things that we've talked about here that's sort of our uh, thing that we talked about when we talked about David Bowie a few weeks ago. You don't need permission. You don't need permission to record a, a record or to write a book or to start a podcast or to go to law school or do anything in your life. If your heart is set on it, go and do it. The days of recording an album and driving from crappy radio station to crappy radio station and dropping off your demo. Well, can you please play this? I sent out a press release for Inherent Dream earlier in the week. Didn't get one response from it. Not one. Pretty much announcing the podcast network. You know why people don't want to run a story about a podcast network? Because we're competition. We're content. We're entertainment. Well, what else do people do for content and entertainment? Internet, newspaper, magazines, radio. They're not going to run it on there. They're not. But do you think that, that when, when, when I don't get one response off of that, do you think I put my head down and say, well, okay, the, the powers that be have spoken I guess we can't do the podcast anymore. I guess we can't do Inherent Dream anymore. No, I don't care. Didn't even think twice about it. Honestly, it was probably stupid to do a press release to send to those places because they're archaic. They're dinosaurs. They're not reinventing the game. They're not reinventing the wheel. They're dying. That's why... People listen to podcasts. That's why people tune in. And we thank you for that. But I don't I don't need approval from, from the powers that be, the establishment, to do this podcast, to run my company, to make music. I don't need I don't need any of that. You don't either. So as much as you don't need permission to chase your dream. Remember, though, it's how you conduct yourself when no one's watching. It's easy to try to make a difference and announce it all on social media. Hey, we're opening up the a bar tab for people, and if you're interested, you can go and order a large pizza at uh, wherever. And this is on the house for uh, courtesy of so-and-so. Well, that's a nice gesture. I get that. Wow, that's that's great. 
But to me, what's even cooler is, hey, you know what? I'd like to open up anonymously. Well, I, it wouldn't be anonymous because they'd have to know your credit card information and everything. But I'd like to open up a tab for the next hour. And anybody that served uh, in the military, they can go and have a free drink or, you know, something like that. I don't want my name used. We'll you know, just let people know that if they come in and if they've served, they can have a free drink for uh, Veterans Day or Fourth of July, you know, whatever. You know, hey, I'm doing this. I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. I don't need to announce it on, on social media. And look, we announced some of our things. I get that. Probably calling me a hypocrite right now. Food and song and all that stuff. But I've said even before on the program with that, I, I'm like embarrassed in a way to talk about it because I don't want to talk about me, 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 me. God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason, as Judge Judy stated once before. I like to listen more. I like to learn about people. So we are blessed. We're blessed here. By the favor. But again, as you go along and you start your journey, if you're thinking about starting a small business or, or whatever, it's the other lessons along the way. And uh, it's eye-opening, I'll tell you that. And I've learned so much in the last couple of months. I feel like I have learned more in the last couple of months and I've worked harder in the last couple of months than I have maybe in my whole life. And that is a true, true blessing. We have a great show. Stone is here. We have Tidbits and the Moron Spotlight. This is the Trevor J. Brown Show on the Inherent Dream Podcast Network. The Trevor J. Brown Show. Come along with the Inherent Dream Podcast Network and promote your business. And let's make the next year a record year. The Inherent Dream Podcast Network is home to the Trevor J. Brown Show and 763 The Local with more shows debuting soon. Our advertising packages are super affordable and will get your message in front of thousands. Unique and entertaining podcasts and content being produced right here in central Minnesota. Support local. Interested in learning more? Connect with us at InherentDream at Yahoo.com. The Inherent Dream Podcast Network. This isn't business as usual. Let's fire up the moron spotlight. Can somebody tell me what the hell is going on with all of these classified documents that are being found everywhere? Classified documents at Donald J. Trump, classified documents at, at Joe Biden's house, classified documents at Mike Pence's house. I, uh, the revelation that the FBI found additional classified documents during a search last week of the president's personal residence in Delaware is stoking new scrutiny uh, scrutiny of Joe Biden's handling of sensitive and in some cases classified information. Attorneys for Biden stressed in statements on Saturday evening that the president is cooperating with the Department of Justice and special counsel investigation and said the search of his Wilmington, Delaware residence was voluntary. The FBI called it planned and consensual in a statement, but the search, which the president's legal team waited to disclose until a full day later, is generating new questions about White House transparency on the issue that Biden last week suggested is insignificant. I, I just, I don't get it. If, if there somehow, if, if we ended up having from us some classified, I don't know how we'd have them, but if we had some very sensitive materials, classified documents, whatever, and they were in our house, we would most likely be in prison and we'd be waiting to, to be tried and we would be guilty, forget innocent until proven guilty. The common man always gets screwed in this country, no matter what. You try to live your life normally and by the book. And I feel like with us, there's a different set of laws. All these guys, all these politicians that are corrupt and they, they, they live by their own rules. They have a different set of rules. Oh, there's classified documents in your home. Well, we'll investigate it, but it's the government investigating the government. I, I don't get it. If someone has more insight on all of these classified documents and can break it down for me, uh, I'd, I'd love your insight on it. Inherent dream at yahoo.com. Let us know. Let me know what's going on. Cause it's, I'm now at a point too, with some of these stories 
Because at the end of the day, here, here's what I think. Oh, it's it's a politician doing something illegal. They did something wrong. That doesn't surprise me. So I should have more, I, I should care about this more. And I do care. I don't want to seem blasé about it. But I also, it, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, tempers flared just after the second quarter buzzer in Friday night's game between the Memphis Grizzlies and the L.A. Lakers when several members of the Grizzlies engaged in a shouting match with Pro Football Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp, who was courtside. Referees and security intervened to settle the confrontation as several Grizzlies players, including Dylan Brooks, Stephen Adams, John Morant, and Morant's father, T. Morant, gathered on the sideline opposite their bench at Crypto.com Arena, Sharp, who works as a commentator for Fox Sports, was escorted by security through the tunnel to a back hallway of the arena where he stayed for halftime before returning to his seat for the third quarter. Um, I believe at one point this past week, Sharp did apologize for his actions. But this is another, this is more proof in the pudding here on how it's such hypocrisy in the NBA. I've shared this story on the program before. I will give you just a brief, quick version of it here on, on uh, to give you some, some, um, some thought on it. Back a while ago, this was years ago, I had tickets to a Wolves game and they were playing the Atlanta Hawks. And this was when Garnett was back. And we were like right behind the bench. And I was with my brother and uh, our good friend, uh, Billy, and another friend, Brooke. And we had a lot of fun. And one of the, you know, someone, it was either Billy or Brooke, made a comment about one of the Atlanta Hawks' shoes or something. And the Wolves bench was just going like crazy. Like they, they were laughing. Garnett was laughing. It was a lot of fun. We weren't swearing. We weren't threatening anybody. But the, the, you know, the fun people that sit courtside that like to take a nap at Target Center, someone must have had a complaint. So they came over and the lady was super rude to us right away. And uh, she was, uh, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I won't dive too much into it, but I feel like it was a little reverse racism on on her part and was very hostile towards us. And then she went and go went and, and got her manager and the guy came over and like threatened us with ejection. He's like, you know what this is? This is a red card. And if you get a red card, you get ejected from the game and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, God, have you ever been to Boston? Have you ever been to Philadelphia or New York and seen the fans there? We again, we weren't swearing. We weren't threatening anybody. And it was basically a couple of comments. And then we were done. We were watching the game. And I've never had anything like that happen ever before in my life. Well, long story short, that really ticked me off. So we all ended up leaving the game. And again, in summary, long story short, I, at that point, was a season ticket holder for the Wolves. Those weren't my normal seats. I got upgraded. But I made a complaint to the Timberwolves, and they ended up apologizing and giving me another game of seats in the lower level. And perhaps they won't admit fault to this day that I shouldn't have been thrown out of the game. But one of their higher ups like emailed me and wrote me a letter saying this should never have happened. You should have been treated better, blah, 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 blah. Well, since then, I haven't been back to too many Wolves games. And funny, when whenever I go to a Wolves game, I always seem to root for the other team because uh, I don't really give a rat's ass how the Wolves do. I don't think the Wolves have too many fans left these days. Uh, because they've been around for 34 years and it's been 34 years of mostly garbage basketball. So that happened. So me and my little comments, our little comments about the shoes, we get threatened with ejection. But Shannon Sharp goes almost full blows with Stephen Adams, John Morant, and Dylan Brooks, and he gets to still, still sit courtside at Crypto.com Arena. LeBron James during the week pretty much defending Shannon Sharp and his actions. I wonder if LeBron James and the hypocrisy that is, I wonder if he would say the same thing if somebody was riding him uh, and and almost getting into a fistfight with him at FedEx Forum or whatever it's called now in Memphis if they were on the road. No, LeBron would want 
that fan or those fans to be ejected from the game, never to step foot in that arena ever again, or it's a player safety issue, blah, blah, blah. But now the shoe's on the other foot, and because those guys play for the visiting team and it's in your arena, and you're homeboys with Shannon Sharp or whatever, you're on Team Sharp or whatever he said, uh, now it's okay? See, look, everybody is entitled to an opinion. I get that. Sure, I have my podcast here. I'm sure LeBron James loves this podcast. And you know what, LeBron? For a long ch- chunk of my life, I defended you. You want to have an opinion? You want to talk about social issues? Go ahead. But you know what? I'm going back on that now. You know what? I despise this woman, Laura Ingram, when she said just shut up and dribble. Honestly, dude, she was right. You're an... What's that saying? I always blank on it. You're an inch deep and a mile wide. You want to have thoughts on all of these political issues. You think you're so progressive. You don't know anything, man. You don't. Sometimes it's just best to listen and shut up. I don't act like I know everything on this show. I don't. I ask questions. On some things, sure. Maybe maybe I'm one of the smarter people in the room. But on most things, I'm not. You want to know why people don't think you're the greatest of all time? One, you're not. You don't have the rings. But you're not Michael Jordan because you're not Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan had a personality. Michael Jordan, yes, he may surround himself. I don't know. I've never met Michael Jordan. Probably never will. Maybe he surrounds himself with yes men. Maybe uh, that's the type of people he likes to be around and associate with. But Michael Jordan, when he was playing ball, he had a level of, he made fun of himself. He was one of the guys. You wanted to be his friend. You wanted to go get a beer with Mike. You wanted to go golfing with Mike. He didn't, I don't know. And and maybe behind the scenes, maybe Michael Jordan, maybe everybody that ran into him was like, man, Mike always thinks that he's better than everyone else. But you know what? From a 12-year-old kid's perspective, I never got that vibe from Michael Jordan. He was in Space Jam. Space Jam was cool because it was Michael Jordan. He was making fun of himself. He was playing basketball with cartoons. He was hanging out with his friends like Sean Bradley and Charles Barkley and Patrick Ewing and Muggsy Bogues and Bugs Bunny. He could be that type of guy, but then he could also go out on the golf course and smoke cigars. He could also be the type of guy that would roll dice in the locker room before a game. He was that type of guy. He was the guy you wanted to know. He did funny commercials. LeBron James, he just acts like an ass. I'm sorry, LeBron, but that's that's why people, that, that's the difference. One, you don't have the rings. I don't even feel it's an argument. It's like when people try to compare, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers one of, you know, might be the best quarterback of all time. How many Super Bowls does he have again? Yeah, he has one. He has more than Dan Marino. I get that. But uh, he ain't Tom Brady. And frankly, he ain't on the level of Peyton Manning. I mean, do we forget these things? You play to win the game. You play to win titles. You don't play to win MVPs. You play to win titles. That's what people remember. LeBron is one of the greatest players of all time. Do not get me wrong. But just in terms of personality, I can't stand him. And he's a hypocrite. Absolute hypocrite. Because again, if this instance, if this if this took place in Memphis and somebody, some celebrity in Memphis, let's whoever was given LeBron James crap, oh, that fan would have been ejected. Or if that was me courtside. You think that I would have been able to stand in the hallway during halftime and come back to my courtside seat for the second half? Oh, because Shannon Sharp is on Fox Sports, so this was all in good fun? Give me an absolute break. What hypocrisy the NBA shows. The security staff at at Crypto.com Arena should be fired. Whoever handled this situation, they should be fired. Because it is such a double standard. We'll hop into tidbits next. This is the Trevor J. Brown Show.
The Trevor J. Brown Show. Time to relax. Time to treat yourself. Time for a massage. Time to head to In Good Hands Massage in Malacca. In Good Hands Massage specializes in all types of massage, including deep tissue, relaxation, hot stone, sports massage, and more. They also offer salt lamps, essential oils, and much more. Book your appointment today or get your gift cards at facebook.com slash massage by Lindsay. In Good Hands Massage in Malacca, the official relaxation spot of the Trevor J. Brown Show. All right, we're bringing back a popular segment called Tidbits because throughout the year that we're doing the program, I get a ton of different stories. Some of them emailed to me. Some of them messaged to me on Twitter. Some of them I find. Some of them go into the Moron Spotlight. Some of them are a standalone segment. But then some just end up sitting here for long periods of time and they start collecting dust. So I feel that we should open up our vault here and get to some of these stories. I mentioned the the weight loss thing at the beginning of the year and or at the beginning of the show rather. And uh, this is a, a beneficial article if you are on a weight loss journey yourself as we are here at the beginning of the year. A lot of people for New Year's resolutions say, I want to drop 20 pounds or 30 pounds or whatever. So here are eight foods to avoid before bedtime. If you're hankering for a bedtime snack or beverage, don't just grab the first thing that sounds good. While some foods, a light carby snack like crackers or an apple can actually help your sleep, many others can disrupt your sleep, causing nightmares, an irritated tummy, insomnia, and sleep interrupting trips to the restroom. We, What I generally do is whatever I have for dinner, I eat dinner, and then when it's done, it's done. I'll have water during the evening, maybe a tea. But for the most part, after about 5.30, 6 o'clock, I'm done eating. And it doesn't matter. Sometimes, sometimes I'm hungry after that. But I feel like the more food you're putting in your stomach at 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night, the more unhealthy it is. Oh, pizza. You might want to rethink that late night order for pizza for a lot of reasons. That cheesy topping might give you nightmares, according to a recent study. And the acidic tomato sauce can lead to stomach aches and 2 a.m. trips to the restroom. Plus, pizza is a, it's really more than a bedtime snack. Eating a second dinner adds a lot of extra calories that you probably don't need. Coffee. While some people seem able, uh, while some people seem able to down a late night espresso without losing a wink of sleep, most are not so lucky. If caffeine affects your sleep, try not to have any later than six hours before bedtime. Sugary cereal. Sometimes a bowl of cereal at bedtime is just the thing, but you're better off sticking with a low sugar, high fiber kind like Cheerios or Bran Flakes. Sugary cereals digest rapidly in your system, so the spike in blood sugar could throw off some of your sleep hormones and low fiber diets are linked to lighter sleep. Your best bet might be to forego the food and just get some Z's. Spicy foods. Spicy foods do more than stimulate your taste buds. They can also irritate your stomach, particularly problematic if you're prone to heartburn which can make it harder to fall asleep or stay asleep. Soda. Between the bubbles and the possible caffeine, soda is a no-no before bedtime. And if it's regular and not diet, it's chock full of sugar, which is super stimulating. Sugar is also linked to shallower, less, uh, less restful sleep. Wine. Avoid wine before bed. While a glass or two of wine might initially make you sleepy, Alcohol actually disrupts your natural sleep patterns. Regularly consuming alcohol, especially before bedtime, can worsen your sleep quality and also means you might wake up in the middle of the night and early in the morning to go to the restroom. Uh, avoid orange juice. Citrus fruits are very acidic and that's problematic if you have reflux or a sensitive batter, uh, bladder. And lastly, burgers. A heavy fatty meal like a burger gets your digestive tract working hard, 
which can be disruptive if you're trying to get sleep. A recent study found that eating too much saturated fat is linked to lighter sleep with more wakefulness. So there you have it. Eight foods to avoid before bedtime. I don't know about you, but I'm always, when I go to a hotel, I love going to a nice hotel. When we go to a hotel, it's like, hey, let's get a jacuzzi suite. Let's enjoy the room. Let's relax. But I'm always a little cautious of when you stay at places. And I'm like, you see these stories all the time of, well, not all the time, but you see these stories of like, oh, they found cameras in this room. And if that can happen at a hotel, I mean, is that happening at Verbo's too? Nearly 60% of Americans said they were worried about hidden cameras in Airbnb and Verbo homes in 2019. 11% of vacation home renters said they had discovered a hidden camera during a stay, according to a survey by the real estate investment company IPX1031. Spy cameras are not a new problem. In South Korea, more than 30,000 cases of filming with hidden cameras were reported to the police between 2013 and 2018. That according to the New York-based nonprofit organization Human Rights Watch. The number of hidden spy camera reports has increased because of the increasing accessibility and inexpensiveness of such cameras. Experts share simple methods to locate hidden spy cameras in hotel rooms and rental properties. Here you go. One, conduct a physical search. When looking for hidden cameras, start with areas like bathrooms and bedrooms. Airbnb hosts are allowed to have cameras in their houses, but they must inform guests and the cameras must not be placed in private spaces. I don't know about you, but like when I have a hotel room, well, I, a hotel's different. I walk around nude if I want in a hotel room the whole time. TMI, I know. But like at an Airbnb, what if you just want to like walk around in like your undies the whole time? Almost all covert cameras are concealed in household devices such as lights, thermostats, and plugged clock radios. Most spy cameras are connected to an electrical source or an electronic device. He said the first thing he does in a bedroom is unplug the clock radios and put them in a drawer. Even well-hidden cameras will have a small amount of reflective glass from the lens. Number two, look for the Wi-Fi network. A hidden camera must be connected to a local Wi-Fi network in order to be viewed remotely. Wi-Fi scanning apps like Fing can identify devices on the network that are cameras. Those who hide cameras might use a separate Wi-Fi network to stream live video footage. <laughs> if you're going to stream me at an Airbnb or a Verbo or from my hotel room, you're just going to see a very obese man eating a bag of cheese puffs in a hot tub watching a football game with uh, Cheeto dust all over him. Yeah, that's sexy. Number three, buy a spy camera detector. If all else fails, spy camera detectors can scan for radio frequencies connected to hidden cameras. These can uh, be easily bought online from websites like Amazon. What do you do if you find a camera? After locating a camera, immediately disconnect it without damaging it because the camera's firmware may contain identifying information such as login credentials and the Wi-Fi network it was connected to. Yeah, be careful out there if you're staying at these places. But again, I, I feel like in a way, uh, the joke's on the person. <laughs> the joke's on the person if they want to put a camera uh, you know, in the room. It's like what I say all the time with... Uh, well, the government might be listening in on your conversation. If the government wants to listen in on my conversations on the phone I'm having with uh, whoever, it's not very entertaining. I'll tell you that right now. They're more than welcome to, to chime in. If you're worried about the government tracking you and listening into things, you carry a cell phone, right? I'm not paranoid, but if you carry a cell phone, you wonder why when, when you talk about whatever you talk about, and then all of a sudden you start seeing ads for it on Facebook and Twitter and all these other places when you search online. How do you think that is? I'm not paranoid. And I do enjoy privacy. But I'm just saying two things. 
the government wants to listen into your conversation, they're already doing it. And two, if you have hidden cameras in my room, shame on you, but you are going to be scarred for a very, very, very long time. Mark Stone is next. Football picks. We'll recap divisional week and get you all set for the AFC and NFC championship games as well. This is the Trevor J. Brown Show on the Inherent Dream Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening. The Trevor J. Brown Show. Looking to buy or sell online but don't know where to start? Look no further than Jensen Sales Plus. JSP makes buying and selling online easy. From Craigslist to Amazon, eBay to Etsy, they can help you with it all. Check out their website for more information, JensenSalesPlus.com. That's JensenSalesPlus.com. Mark Stone is here. It's a free-for-all Friday. Free-for-all Friday. Stone drinking beers at a Mexican restaurant. Stone, how the hell are you? Yeah, coming to you south of the border here, Trevor. You know, this is why we call it Free For All Friday, baby. You get my advice for free, and you take that money to the bank every single time. Red hot in the playoffs, 7 for 7 last week. All four picks right, all three bets right. Only Tampa has failed me in the playoffs thus far. You can't get advice from anybody else like this. The wise guys in Vegas weren't even as hot as i am no let's take it to the bank for another week be sure uh to 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 put your beers tonight on the inherent dream account that'll come (laughs) back to bite you in the ass uh let's let's recap divisional round uh chiefs beat the jags 27 to 20 the eagles curb stomp the giants 38 to 7 what what did i tell you about that eagles giants game of course my dumb ass picked them and I'm like, well, that'll come back to bite me. So I, I hope that all our listeners put their money heavy on Philly. Well, and again, it was the game that I did not want to bet because, like you, I mean, I could see the day ball and the Giants making it difficult for Philly, but at the same point in time, I could also see it going exactly the way it went. Um, the line was big enough. I felt it was – I mean, the line was big, but I felt even the Eagles wasn't a bad bet. And you're seeing now – that came to fruition there as they handily handled Daniel Jones and company there which the Jaguars and the Chiefs I told you the Chiefs weren't going to cover there either I said that we were going to get the Jaguars make it close it was a backdoor cover you know they took the field goal and then the onside kick it's perfect because it landed right where we needed to run it to make that money and it also equals up to the Chiefs getting to be the stone cold lock of the week like I said well and is there we hit it on the head last week stone too I mentioned the Chiefs they're a good football team but I feel they always play down to their opponent now not taking anything away from Jacksonville they had a hell of a year but at the end of the day I mean this is a game on paper where the Chiefs should have probably won by double digits they didn't they let them hang around too long yes the injury to Mahomes in the game was a contributing factor but at the end of the day, they kind of played down to them. They played down to a lot of their competition throughout the year. And, uh, you know, going into this week, that worries me a little bit when they host Cincinnati. Yes, and I think the biggest thing, which I said that I felt was a real issue, and I mean, a lot of people talk about that this offense is still as potent without Tyreek Hill, but. I don't necessarily agree with that. It's potent in the fact that it can put up the points, but it really doesn't have that home run knockout punch that they used to have with Hill on the sidelines. And now you add possibly an immobile Patrick Mahomes back there. I mean, I heard all the pundits this week talking about, well, Mahomes in the past, you know, when he's been injured, still finds a way to throw for four touchdowns and him and Andy Reid and all this. It's true. But when he was injured and he did that, Tyreek Hill was on this team. He is not on this team right now, and I'm not confident in Kadarius Tony being the guy. I mean, Kadarius Tony is one step away from breaking a hip over there in <laughs> Kansas City. Juju Smith-Schuster, come on. His best years were in Pittsburgh, and he seems to be on a downward spiral. Marquez Baldus, Kelly, does everybody on this offense have to have three names? Clyde Edwards, well, Hilaire, it, it, Marcus Baldus, Scanley, Juju Smith-Schuster. What are we doing? Well, and here's the thing. Kelsey had a huge day. You know, two touchdowns, 14 receptions. After that, it's like nobody. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster had two catches for 29 yards. Marquez Valdez-Scantling had one catch 
for six. It was a touchdown, but I felt like we heard nothing all day from the normal receivers. Like, yeah, Kelsey had a big day. He's their tight end. So I, I'm a little concerned with an immobile Patrick Mahomes coming into Sunday. This Cincinnati Bengals defense has been playing good football this playoffs. We'll talk more about that coming up in a second. You know, back to that Eagles-Giants game, Stone. Do you think the Vikings were sitting at home thinking, man, I can't believe we lost to this team. We lost to the Giants, and yes, they probably lose to Philadelphia as well, but I would think they would have put up more of a fight than losing 38-7. to Well, they would have never had that shot because they would have then punched their ticket to San Francisco where they would have got punched in the face and been done. Yeah. Uh, Bengals and the Bills, 27-10. to 10. Bengals win. Man, I'm telling you, the, the infighting's already starting in Buffalo. I mean, you saw Stephon Diggs on the sideline bitching and moaning about not getting the ball in the fourth quarter. I just, I, I don't get these guys. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't you care? I care more about the team, and I don't want to lose. I want to win. Well, then handle yourself like a man on the sidelines. You don't see Josh Allen doing that on the sidelines. You don't think Josh Allen didn't want to win that game? But the Bills, I'm telling you, man, they did... I, the minute I saw the snow in Orchard Park Stone, I said, you know what? It's going to come down to the running game. And who has a better running game? Cincinnati by a long shot. And that proved to be a big factor in that game on Sunday. Well, I hope this is a wake-up call to Sean McDermott, who was the last remaining defensive head coach that was still alive in the playoffs. If you're going to be a defensive head coach in this league and want to have success and possibly want to win a title, you got to have a running game. So I hope this year, at the first-round pick, if B. John Robinson from Texas is still on the board there, I'm hoping they just take him. Yeah. Take him, get a real running presence back there. Again, you... You're constantly dialing up plays, and Ken Dorsey, I'm not I'm not impressed. I called it. Josh Allen is regressing with Brian Dayball, who, by the way, I think maybe after what he did the last two weeks here, might have pulled into first place to be the guy to win the coach of the year just with just how crappy that Giants roster mm-hmm. was. And they were totally exposed in that game against Philly. But back to this. Yeah, Josh Allen's wishing, hoping, praying that Brian Dayball or somebody like him can come back into that team and get him right because he is continuing to get worse. He is continuing to flounder, continuing to make bad mistakes. And the fact, too, that they dial him up to be the leading rusher, I mean, come on. you got to stop this. you got to find a way to do it. And if you want to run the football, get a running back. They're dirt cheap. There's plenty of them in the draft. Grab a few. Make it happen. Where else do you need it? And that we haven't even gotten to the point yet where Buffalo has to start paying Josh Allen. Yeah. That's coming next year. So when you got to start paying them, you're not going to be able to pay all these great defenders anymore or anything like that, which means you've got to keep ball control and keep the defense off the field. And I hope Buffalo makes the right decisions here. But you got to almost say Brian McDermott is probably going to mean, McDermott's going to probably be in the same boat as freaking Brandon Staley coming into next year. It's a do or die year. They're going to need to advance. Everybody's been talking AFC Championship, Super Bowl in Buffalo. Got to find a way to get there. Well, yeah, they sure did crap the bed. I mean, they were they were the trendy pick all season. And, yeah, they, they made the divisional round, but this team was built for way bigger bigger things than losing in the divisional round. I never once uh, uh, discredited your 49ers, Stone. I thought they – it wasn't their most impressive win of, of the season, but they took care of business. I think the bigger thing is how bad is Dak Prescott? I mean, my goodness, the Dallas Cowboys suck. They're, they're terrible. They There was never a minute in that game stone where I thought, well, here here come the Cowboys. They're going to win this game. Yeah, they only lose by seven, but it wasn't even that close. Well, Jerry Jones continues to do what we say you don't do. We talked about this on the show. You don't pay a quarterback like that $40 million. There's a reason why San Francisco and Philly, even going into next year, are still going to outdo you, Dallas. It's because of the fact they can pay all of their skill position players and their quality players at the positions you need to continue to win and go deep in the playoffs. Meanwhile, you're forking out that cash, cash, cash to guys like Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, an old Tyron Smith, 
uh, linebackers like <laughs> Jason Smith and Leighton Vander Esch. What? I mean, come on. I, I, I can't wait till Micah Parsons comes for his due. <laughs> He's going to reset the market because everybody in Dallas gets the market reset when you're a mediocre player. Now you got an actual star like Micah Parsons. What are you going to pay him, Jerry? Oh, you going to pay him quarterback money? Well, and now, did you see what happened today, Stone? Micah Parsons woke up from his slumber and said on Twitter, three out of the four uh, quarterbacks that are in the conference championship games are on their rookie deals. And kind of a lot of people were like, oh, he's kind of throwing shade at Dak. Is he wrong? I mean, three out of the four are on rookie deals. I think that says a lot about you paying somebody $40 million a year I'm not saying the Cowboys had to win the Super Bowl this year, but they are drastically overpaying for very mediocre quarterback play. In fact, such mediocre quarterback play, I would probably take Kirk Cousins over Dak Prescott at this point. Well, you're, you're hitting it right on the head. Dak Prescott is in the same category yeah. as, Kirk, as, Dak, as Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins is, of course, cheaper. On top of that, it also warrants the fact that if you're Dallas, if you're Minnesota, you both of those teams right now, you gotta take you gotta get on the Patriots 49ers plan. This is why I say Kyle is the Bill Belichick on the offensive side. And Bill used to do this. You gotta draft a quarterback at least every other year. See what you get. Grab somebody in the mid rounds that's there. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows who's going to pan out? I mean, look at Bailey Zappi this year, even. He came in and you started rethinking about Mac Jones. Now you went back to Mac Jones, but Bailey Zappi could be a guy, too, if Mac gets injured. Could be a guy that fills in for three or four four games, looks really good like Jimmy G, and you end up trading him for a ransom. Who knows? But that's what Minnesota and Dallas need to start doing. Quit again kowtowing down to these two quarterbacks that at best will win you a wild card game which is great by the way if you're the clevelands if you're the houstons if you're the jacksonvilles of the world this isn't what you rank up when you we got five championships and well minnesota's got none championships but i mean if we're talking dallas hack uh hack wants to know do you have a little queso in front of you no, I don't. I just got the chips and salsa and the white sauce. Oh, well, that's still good. <laughs> yeah. You know, I told them I was strictly drinking, but like in a great Mexican restaurant, you know they're bringing out the chips and salsa, baby, all you can eat. <laughs> Mark Stone is here. Let's get picks for uh, the uh, conference championships. NFC side is first, 2 o'clock. Your Niners at the Eagles. Here's my thing, Stone. I'm not overthinking either of these. I'm not. I'm going with the Niners. I think that defense, Jalen Hurts, it's been cute, man. It's been fun while it's been happening, but he hasn't played a defense like this all season long. Give me the Niners. I think it's close for a bit. I like them by seven. Wow, Trevor. Just wow. Because you've walked into the stone cold lock of the week. And folks, it's not my 49ers. Wow. It is the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's why. This is going to be, just like I said last week, this is going to be a phone booth, knockdown, drag it out game. And I told you, Dallas could not handle what the Niners was going to dish out. They did for about a half. But in the second half, we saw Dak rear his ugly head and then this defense couldn't figure out how to keep them in the game any, any longer. They lost out. The physicality won out, and Brock Purdy did a fantastic job of not committing any turnovers. However, getting into this game, the way I look at it, when you're talking a classic smash-mouth football game, which this is it, it's a body-bag game between Philly and San Francisco, we're talking about defenses, both of them about the same as far as things go. We're talking about run game, both of them about the same. With a hobbled McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell's been dealing with injuries. I'm pretty much putting them on the same level. Coaching, I'm going to give Shanahan the advantage here, which is going to make this game interesting because he is going to expose Philly's defense. But you're at home in a very hostile yes. arena in Philadelphia, probably one of the most hostiles you can beat. This team, this, these fans will be up for this game. So that kind of evens out, which comes down to quarterback play. 
Jalen Hurts has shown he can go, he can make things happen, he can win. And as long as he doesn't get injured in this game, if he gets injured in this game, Philly is done. But if he stays healthy, I like him over Brock Purdy in this one. Here's a stat for you. Since 1990, in AFC slash NFC championship games, rookie quarterbacks are 0-4 straight up, 1-3 against the spread. The spread is two and a half points to Philly right now. I do believe it's going to be close, but I think Brock Purdy's finally going to make that mistake, and it's no- nothing wrong with him doing that because he is a rookie. He's gotten this team a lot further than I anticipated and went before the season began. I picked San Francisco to get here, but I told said that they could not get past this, and I just think he may need another year. So I'm going to go with Philly here. I think Jalen Hurts is due, but it's going to be close, and I think it's going to be a higher-scoring affair than a lot of people anticipated. But I'm going to take Philly. If I was going to bet, I think the two-and-a-half is a safe bet. I think Philly wins 27-24. San Fran's going to be able to keep in that game because you're going to see George Kittle, after playing Daily Fantasy, have a big game against those undersized linebackers, and we know Brock Purdy likes to hit him over the middle. That's my DFS play of the week. Wow. I I am a little shocked you're not picking your Niners, but you you bring the proof, man. I mean you you always bring the uh you always bring the facts and we appreciate that. I'm gonna take the Niners in this one. I do think it'll be a little higher scoring like you said, but I'm gonna take the Niners twenty seven to twenty over Philly. AFC side, Cincinnati and Kansas City uh, I'm sticking with Kansas City, mainly Stone, because I picked them at the beginning of the year to win the whole thing, and I don't want to switch now. However, Mahomes' injury is a concern for me. Cincinnati looks very, very good. Uh, but I'm going to I'm gonna stick with Kansas City here. i got to go with the team that I picked at the beginning of the year. Disagreement here. This is the carved in stone bet of the week. Since he, when I bet this, was a negative one favorite, and I am taking them. Joe Burrow is 3-0 and against Mahomes since he's come into this league. He's got Mahomes' number. I don't like the fact that Mahomes is hobbled. I think if Mahomes is 100% um, with you, I think Kansas City finds a way to win this game. But I don't like the fact either as I mentioned earlier in this program, you don't have that knockout punch. And this Bengals defense, you referenced them earlier. They are a different breed ever since DJ Reader returned. Yes. And he was solid. We talked about Larry Okaboji, what he brought to this defense last year. And when he was when he was in there, we thought they were going to hit rocks when he was missing for that AFC championship game. Yet they found a way to still get in there. Well, DJ Reader is as healthy as can be. It's his his replacement, and he's been playing just as good of a job here. So as far as 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 things go, it's my carved in stone bet of the week. Like I said, negative one Cincinnati, and I'm picking them to win. However, if this line does get up to three, which it's been very volatile all week on both sides, if it finds the way to get up to three plus three for Kansas City, then I would move my money over to KC at that point in time. I think this is going to be a close game. That's why it's not my stone-cold lock. I can't lock in Cincinnati on this. But I do think somehow Joey B wins this game. Final score, 26-24. Patrick Mahomes and company finds a way down 19-17 to to take the lead with about a minute left in the game. And Mahomes drives the field to freaking win it. 26 20 i mean joey burrow drives the field to win it 26 24 in front of the arrowhead faithful that's my call i'm taking kansas city 20 to 17 that's my final score stone i'll let you go order me a beer and a plate of tacos i'll see you soon will do trevor always a pleasure coming at you from south of the border (laughs) (laughs) On another free-for-all Friday. On the Trevor J. Brown Show on the Inherent Dream Podcast Network.
The Trevor J. Brown Show. Can't get enough of the Trevor J. Brown Show? Join Trevor for bonus content Saturday exclusively on the Spotify app. For bonus content Saturday, Trevor spins the tunes he's enjoying right now, tunes he loves from the past, great local music, and also continues to build his playlist of his favorite and, in his opinion, the greatest songs of all time. Join Trevor for bonus content Saturday exclusively on the Spotify app. Big thank you to Mark Stone for joining us here on the Trevor J. Brown Show on the Inherent Dream Podcast Network. So tomorrow, bonus content Saturday, you will find bonus content Saturday exclusively on the Spotify app. We hop back into building our playlist of the greatest songs of all time. We invite you to tune in. Again, our Saturday show is on the network but it's only on the spotify app and that's because we play some music and do the music licensing agreements and all of that stuff it's there so we invite you to check it out tune in and uh it'll be a lot of fun that is tomorrow here on the network 763 the local returns on monday morning thank you so much for listening to this program thanks so much for checking out bonus content saturday we have made it very simple for you you can go to all of these different websites wherever you get your podcast. Just type in the Inherent Dream Podcast Network or here's why it's simple. Just go to our website, inherentdream.com and then click on the Inherent Dream Podcast Network and the Podcast Info and Links tab. Everything is right there for you. We have some media players up. You can stream the shows and the network right from our website. We also have a brand new on-demand section as well, which features some interviews in case you missed any of them. You can take a look at our sexy hosts and contributors, and we also have a sponsors tab as well. Thanks so much for listening. Have a stellar weekend. This has been the Trevor J. Brown Show. The opinions expressed on this show do not express the views of staff, management, or sponsors of Inherent Dream Production Company or streaming services where the show may be heard. The Trevor J. Brown Show is a production of Inherent Dream Production Company. This is the Inherent Dream Podcast Network.